And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Hey, hey, good morning, boys. Hey, if a child refuses to sleep during nap time, are they guilty of resisting arrest? We are young. Heartache to heartache, we stand. No promises, no demand. Hey, 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 we're back in business. What's up, boys? It takes guts to be an organ donor. Slap through. And Jay. It's Jay. Taylor, last week I tried to bring a couple dad jokes, and I just didn't feel like it was authentic enough. I felt like you said you were going to, and then you didn't. I just didn't try. I didn't try. I just, it was one of those things where you get up to the edge of the diving board and it's mm-hmm. just too high. And that's how I felt the mm-hmm. entire intro last week. That's what a dad joke is, is getting up to the diving board and you're like, I don't think this is going to work. So you turn around and then you slip and then you just <laughs> fall off the diving board. <laughs> that is so real, man. That is so real. You can find us on The Athletic, anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. But also, what we want to tell you right now is if you go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk right now, you can get The Athletic for $1 a month. $1. How many dollars is that over the course of a year? 12? 12? One. Well, no, one per month for oh. 12 months. Oh, oh, 12 but you have to go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. Here's what I'm going to tell you is if you want content – for anything, any sport, any specific sports team, nobody is doing it better than Athletic. So check them out for right now. You can jump on theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get all of that incredible content for $1 a month. Do it today. It's also an easy way to support us right now because every time that they see that you sign up with that link, Andrew gets a pat on the back. And so it's something for you to do right now. Do it this morning. Do it this afternoon. Whenever you listen to this, jump on on your phone. On your iPad, on your laptop, check it out. Down to dunk, backslash down to dunk at theathletic.com. Guys. Facts. Facts. 
like FAX. Yeah, you can fax in and fax get the athletic via fax, I'm sure. You need to be careful there. Okay, the last night, <laughs> the Denver Nuggets lost to the LA Lakers. So both the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals are at 3-1. Guys. Oh, the Lakers have made such a mistake. I know. <laughs> they, the, the Nuggets they, have gotten them right where they want them. They've un, they've just unlocked the underdog Nuggets. It's going to be bad. You know, what's funny is like the both of these series may end in a gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. Yet they've both been incredible series. Like the Boston, I, I think Zach Lowe's the one that posted this yesterday, but Zach Lowe mentioned the that for the Heat Boston series, that even though it's three one, the score I think is tied at like four forty one to four forty one. They have the exact same amount of points through the entire series so far. Um and and the Lakers, Denver, like Denver's been in all of them to the end of the game. I mean, lost the one with Anthony Davis's final shot in game two, one game three, obviously, which got closer than it should have. And then last night watching game four, like, I don't know if you all watched it or not, but when LeBron switched on to Jamal Murray, like it was a pretty significant oh, game changer. Wow. Uh, and then Jokic was in foul trouble. Like it was just kind of an odd game for the Nuggets, but the Nuggets were in it all the way until the last, you know, 20 seconds. Um it's been a great series. What, Andrew, what do you think about the series Series is so far? Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets really just lost on rebounds yesterday. I mean, the Lakers, if you watch the end of that game, the, the Lakers had these back-breaking offensive rebound tips that just, it, it broke the Nuggets there at the end. Because they had a chance, and they were, they were fighting, and they were trying to get shots off. And LeBron fouled Jamal Murray probably twice. As Jamal's yeah, going to the no rim call. and no call, which was kind of frustrating because, I mean, it's and this happens all the time where a guy takes like a long range three or a step back three that doesn't go in. And everybody's like, well, why don't you get going to the basket, get fouled, go to the free throw line. And like Jamal's doing that because, I mean, honestly, he was doing it because the Lakers were denying his three point shots last night. He only had three. He was over three last night from three. Uh, so, I mean, credit to the Lakers, but he gets going to the basket and gets knocked down and no call. And so uh, to me, that was a little bit frustrating because I think if he gets those two calls and then maybe if Denver, I mean, there are two calls and like an offensive rebound away from winning that game. That's the thing about this series is we joke about the Nuggets being able to come back down 3-1, but all of these games, like you were saying, Jay, were really close. I mean, this... This could just as easily be 3-1 the other way. Right. Nuggets up. I mean, there's two games that were really easy uh, for the Nuggets to to pull out, and they just didn't. Yeah, just and, don't put uh, Mason Plumley Plumlee on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> is it Mason Plumley, And then the Lakers put Dwight Howard in starting Dwight <laughs> awesome. with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and he gets six offensive rebounds. Yeah, it was six. a great man. Vogel's doing a really good job with this Lakers team. Like, mm-hmm. I think – it's one of the things that I truly never realized with Tyron Lue that, that I realized with Vogel is with Ty Lue, it always felt like with those Cavs teams, it was just like, it's just, we just play basketball, right? Like there, it didn't feel like there was as much strategic moves made as much as it feels like Vogel's doing. And so, but he's done a good job. And, and probably because even though those Cavs teams weren't great, they had less holes than this Lakers team. Um, 
Yeah. But Anthony Davis has been incredible. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, like he's, I think he's 75 years old and out there playing like, you know, it's his third year in the season. And so it's just incredible to watch him play. And, but I still, I mean, I know that we joke about the three one, but I, I do think that the Nuggets, man, I'd be really shocked if they don't win game five. Oh, this thing ain't over, man. Their backs have been against the wall. If anything, they they need to be down like this, like Luke was saying, because they have to unlock their underdog nuggets. And when your under nuggets are released, oh man, the world is a different place. <laughs> so let me ask this question to you, uh, Tayshawn. When you think of the Boston Miami series, mm-hmm. game five is tonight. What's your prediction? Oh, I think I'll go heat just because they've been able to these games are super close and the heat the one game that they lost they missed so many uncontested jumpers that one game was definitely like the heat just not hitting shots and so uh, i think in this one the heat will win um just because i think they're tougher than boston boston has not been able to get it together in the third and fourth quarter when they need to yeah, and I think that that tougher thing, I think, is an absolute important piece of this because these games are always close, and it's who gets the who gets the rebound, who makes yeah. the defensive play, um, who cuts on a freaking Jimmy Butler <laughs> post up at the perfect time. That's just back breaking. That Tyler Hero cut. Yeah, that it's always the heat. Was, yeah, Tyler Hero, yeah. incredible man. I, I think Alex said that on the pod a few weeks ago, where it was like. You know, give us a little bit of not that we need. I mean, it's no surprise that Hero is good, uh, but it is a little bit surprising that it was this good. And the fact that we targeted him in every fake trade last year kind of feels like, hey, we know what we're talking about slightly. Uh, so here's here's a fun question: Would Tyler Hero be the number one pick in the draft this year? In this draft? Yeah. Oh man. Um. I don't Who'd know. you rather have, Tyler Hero or Anthony Edwards? I mean, Tyler Hero for sure. I mean, the questions are Lamelo. Like Lamelo could be a legit star. Yeah. I, I still don't know if like wh- what Hero is for sure. As far as like, is he going to be an All Star? I don't know. I don't know. He's a really good player. He can and he can do it all. He's not just a shooter. He can put the ball on the floor and, and score off the dribble. He can rebound. He can pass. He can do it all. But I don't. I I just. I still very much question a lot of these guys inside the bubble because they're shooting yeah. on the same rims every night, not in front of a crowd. It's the same. The routine is the same. They wake up. They're in the same place every day. They go to the same gym on the same bus with the same bus driver every single day. And I think that that favors some people. And I feel like it's favoring young guys to a large degree. Yeah. yeah. Even Jamal Murray. Like, is Jamal Murray the fifth best player in the NBA now? Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this is affected. I know that NBA executives are also looking at this and saying, okay, this isn't real. Like, I'm not, this is not real. And so I don't, I don't know what to take from this that, that will carry over into when the NBA is back again in front of 18,000 fans, you know? in two years or however long it takes to get all the fans back in is hero. This guy is Jamal Murray. This guy. I don't, I don't know the answers to that. I think that that's, 
something that needs to be accounted for at least a little bit with all of these players because I think that there could be like this maybe even a strange like overvaluing of some guys just because they're really good in this setting and what makes superstars stand out is that they are this in every setting and so right. I, I just wonder and I, I they, they may be stars I don't know but I just wonder and I think that for me with Hero is we saw it throughout the season that he was really good um, but he wasn't leading score for the entire playoff game. Yeah, he leads five them in or four. He leads them in assists. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I, I think that the bubble absolutely helps younger guys uh perform better. Just just the lack of I mean I've, I said this when we were talking about the Milwaukee series. Like it's a whole different ball game if you start game one in Milwaukee. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that the Heat wouldn't win, but I don't think you would see the same production from some of the guys that ended up carrying this team. The pressure's different. Um, yeah. Yeah, the pressure is just tremendously different. And then on top of that is the energy for the Bucks would have been different. That's why, like, I think the hard part, and, and Taylor, I, you can jump in on this in response, but I think the hard part for me is, like, I would always be cautious of, of tearing down teams based on the showing in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, is that fair? Unless you're the Clippers or Rockets, I agree. Right, but yeah, right. Unless your team's, it is like funny. Like the Clippers shouldn't, then yes. the Clippers shouldn't be impacted at all by this. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah they. I mean, I don't think they will. They'll just they don't re have fans. Shouldn't have been, but I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a, the only way you would say that is if, like, okay, well, the Jamal Murray bump is one of the reasons, you know, whatever. But um, it's so funny though. The Nuggets had literally the hardest journey to get to the playoffs, and in, in the sense of those eight playing games where they were playing bowl bowl and yeah, you know, like it was five centers. Yeah. It was just one of those things. They weren't even ready to play until they got into game five against the jazz, but I need to stick up for Jamal Mert. Huh? They still don't have Will Barton. No, it's true. He just not even come to the bubble, I guess. I think he's there, but he's hurt still. Uh, They'll need him. They'll use him in the finals. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to stick up for Jamal Murray a little bit though. Because it's not like this is the first time we've seen Jamal Murray be able to score like this and go off like this. He's had big games before. He's had plenty of big games. But not like Yeah, the hard this, part, though, is they, they they faded out with such a whimper against the Trailblazers last year in the quarterfinals. Yeah, but this is... but I mean, it could be... What is this, Jamal Murray's third or fourth year? Fifth? I'm, no, he's in his second contract. He is already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's already oh, a God. max player. Well, he? then this is like this is his fourth. To year. me, then that's not young. This is maturity. This is consistent play that comes with when you're just an older guy in the league now. But Taylor, he didn't. He hasn't sniffed an All Star game. Yeah, but he's had. I mean, this could be when his coming out party, though, if it's his fifth year. Yeah. Because he's had big games before. I mean, let me. I mean, has he scored career, 50 outside of the bubble? His playoff career high was 34 before this year. It was 34? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty legit. That's more than I've scored in a playoff game. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this is different. I mean, am I crazy to think this is different, though? No, no do you think, you're not I, crazy. I think for, I think the hard part, Andrew, is like comparing. In some sense, and I know you're not really doing this, but comparing Tyler Hero, Hero's performance to Jamal Murray's is unfair. 
Um, well, and I, like I said, I know you're not doing that specifically, but I do think I've watched. But you do hate Jamal Murray for some reason. We've watched Jamal Murray play against the Thunder, and one of the my like most frustrating moments was watching him take it like angrily out on the Thunder whenever Russell was the point guard. Yeah, Jamal Murray would just scorch the Thunder. Like he has the ability to score in that he's not, incredible ways. I mean, like here's his shooting from last year's playoffs to this year's playoffs: forty-two percent from the field last year in the playoffs, fifty-one percent in the bubble, thirty-three percent from three last season in the regular playoffs, forty-six percent on seven attempts from three Jeez. in the bubble. He shot yeah, 133 threes. So a, a, a large sample, 46%. Wow. I mean, the difference I mean, he's is been, huge. Go ahead. I'm just saying. That's I mean, huge. It's, he did make a layup last night that may be the most sick. impressive layup sick. that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. I'm not saying that he so what can't do, you, do this in front of a crowd. I'm just, I just wonder because the jump is, the jump is big. Did he? I mean, the question is, did he make the leap, or is, did the bubble oh yeah. like yeah. propel him? Like, is he and you really won't be able to like, evaluate that until it returns to normal, right. which is probably what June of 2021, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm just, saying, so, I'm just saying let that, me in ask February, you that in February, nobody thought he was an all star. He wasn't on the snubs list. He wasn't on anything. I would no, say in February, kind of though, no one thought the Heat would be this good, though, either. Exactly. This is why I'm squ- yeah, so questioning yeah. the bubble. This is why I'm questioning, like, some of these outcomes are some of the, like, what are what's causing some of these outcomes? Yeah, it's a great word. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think that everybody probably understands that in some way. Um, so, Andrew, let me ask you that question. So looking at tonight's game five between Boston and Miami, you think Miami wraps it up? Man, I don't know. I've been so bad at predicting the series in general. Uh, I still kind of think the Celtics are the more talented team. And so... Yeah, and it definitely feels that way, but Miami just finishes, man. I know. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think the Celtics will win, but that means that probably the Heat will wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here, here's, my, here's the only thing I'll say, and we'll close out this bubble conversation. It's it's hard for me to evaluate that some people took a bump up and then to say, like, why didn't that become a reality for everybody? Right. right. In some sense, like they're all playing on the same goal, having the same routines, like some people elevated their game and some people just kind of faded out to nothingness. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at like the youngness is going to be the the primary thing that changes that. Is that kind of your best? Like if you're going to just extrapolate some sort of theory out of this, you would say it's the younger guys or guys that are just getting started in it are the ones that got the bump from the bubble. I think it's just different personalities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not equitable across the board. It's hard to say that it's like particular, like the particular age of somebody. Yeah. I I don't, I kind of have a disagreement in that, you know, there was a time two weeks ago when they were talking about shutting down, the bubble, shutting it all down. And we were talking about like, you know, this season isn't going to have an asterisk by it because it's a different kind of pressure that they're under and different types of people are um, excelling in it. And I I think saying that, oh, that's not going to uh, translate. I, 
don't a hundred percent agree with that because I think that it shows that in really tough situations, certain players are thriving and it's not an, it's not like an easy situation. And so I think that some of these guys that are stepping up, I mean, I, I do think it will translate and, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's no, there's no way to, to know, but, um, I think, you know, two weeks ago we were saying how tough this and, you know, mentally this was on the players. And so I think that it's, I think that there's more to it than, than we're given credit for today. <laughs> yep. I agree. I just, it's funny as I always forget that the comments are here. And so I just start reading through them and they are funny. Where's the comment? You should oh, click on comments. The pressure, oh, wow. the pressure's different. All right. If you're inside the inside that arena, it's it's quiet. There's not a lot going on in there. You're playing in an empty gym. It's just a different it's a the, the pressure yeah, and is, it's, is total is totally different. Like there's a there's like this external pressure of like, oh, I I can't be with my family or we've been in the same place for forever. And like some players thrive in that and some players don't. Clearly the Clippers did not. Clearly the Bucks did not. Clearly the Sixers did not just thrive in being that same environment all the time. The Heat very much do. Like that's like a known thing. Like the Heat very much thrive in this. Um, I would say that the Nuggets have done very well in this. I say the Lakers obviously have done well in this like same routine environment, but the pressure, the pressures are different. Like the feel is, is very different. I've talked to yeah. lots of people that are in the arena. Um, and it's just, it's different. hard. We don't, we don't perceive it though. Watching it. No, you can't, you like can't. They, they've done a great yeah. job of making it feel like they're it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, but I, but I do think the pressure is different. And so, but we just don't know how that translates. I mean, to say that, you know, Paul George didn't do well inside the bubble. Well, he never does well in the playoffs. And so it's just, I I think it's just a little short side, short sighted to say, Oh, this player is doing well, but that's not going to translate. I mean, to do that in the playoffs shows that there's, you know, they are, they are playing at a, you know, heightened schedule. And I, I think that, for these people to be able the certain players to be able to step up and do really well under that shows a lot about that player and you know other stuff about the ones that aren't able to do i think that's valid i think i do think it's one of the things that also like there will not be like there'll be an asterisk in our minds in some sense but it doesn't detract from the value of this championship i don't think anybody's going to say that like these guys have had to endure very different things to get there but nonetheless like it's still a really i mean they're going to win the championship it doesn't matter they're going to hoist the trophy Mm-hmm. They're going to get a banner. They're going to at some point get some form of a parade. Like that's all going to happen. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter how these guys did or didn't show up. And so I think that's an important thing to kind of remember. Yeah. All right, guys, I do want to bring up Billy Donovan traded, traded, signed with the Chicago Bulls four years, $24 million. What, uh, what you thinking? That's a lot of money. It is. It's a lot of dough, man. What what I could do with for the world with that dough. <laughs> Guys, give me some dough, man. I will use it for good only. <laughs> uh, so four years, two years longer than the Thunder offered Billy. 
Mm-hmm. And my assumption is six million is probably what a million or so more than the Thunder would have offered for those two years. Mm. Yeah, is that right? I mean, I don't, I don't know that for sure. They may have Andrew, offered. Andrew, they may have Andrew, offered you, two years. 12. You gotta know that man. They may have offered two years twelve. I mean, that that could be the case. Uh, but the, like the two year deal is like a f- kind of a fake offer, in my opinion. I don't think that's. I don't think that. I mean, it was just like, hey, we did want him, but we also couldn't clearly state to him what we were going to do or what he wanted to do, and they they just couldn't align. So, I mean, like the two year deal is. I think it it did happen, but I don't think that either party had had any idea that it was actually going to um, take place. You know, like, so you just think it was an offer that is not offensive, that, that that makes it look like well, we at least tried, but it's but we were not serious. We didn't really want him to say yes. Yeah, well, I th- is well, the, well, the Thunder did want him to say yes. They did want him to come back, but I don't, I don't think that they could align. I guess. Yeah, and they but they knew that the Thunder knew they couldn't align. I I don't or had think- an idea. I think they wanted to align, but Bill, I think Billy doesn't want to, Billy didn't want to be a part of a tank. I mean, is what it all yeah. comes down to. Billy doesn't, I got, Billy doesn't I got want you. that record on, on him, which is understandable. And so, I, yeah, I got you. I got you. No one, no one wants to, you know, speak, you know, tanking, tanking is hard and it, most coaches don't survive through a tank, mm-hmm. you know? That when they get done tanking, they bring in the coach that they want to not tank because the tanking coach has the stink on them. Yeah, you can't get the stink on you. Because once you get, it's hard to get the stink off. Well, um, I kind of got the stink on him from the playoffs, right? Like Who? Bro? Who? Billy. Like, fans already weren't very happy with him. And then, like, you go into next season. Let's say they do trade Chris. They do trade Dennis. They do let Gallo walk. And then they are not good. And then people are like, well, see, I told you Billy was not a good coach. It's like, okay. Like, yeah, our fans are our fans are a little weird though. We turn on we turn on coaches really strangely. And things that like I, I, I don't think taking the Rockets to seven games in the playoffs is the right thing to turn on him. If people did, I didn't necessarily hear that people had turned on him. Well, Alex and I and were I'm, talking about this Wednesday. Like every fan base turns on their coach. Like right now, Celtics fans want Brad Stevens fired. You know, oh, please, okay. Rockets fans wanted a new coach. Like that's that's yeah. just that's just the way that NBA fans are. Like if they don't, if you don't know how your team is losing, or if you don't want your team to lose, but you don't know exactly how to explain it, or you don't want to blame your star player, then that's you blame the one. Your coach. That's true. That if you don't true. want to blame Russell and Harden, then it's D'Antoni, <laughs> the coach that's gotten the most out of your team in how many years? 20? 20 years yeah. since Hakeem, probably? Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Yeah, fire that guy. Winning Let's be coach super disrespectful to that guy. Yeah, winning his uh, coach in franchise history for the Rockets. Great. Isn't that wild? That's good. Yeah, man, they've got a good owner. <laughs> I just think, like, how do you blame the coach and you're not pissed at the owner? Because he's going to, re- I mean, every time he seems so reactionary. Oh, yeah. For Tita, for Tata, you know? Yep. 
Oh yeah. That's the worst owner. That's the worst kind of owner you can have in the NBA. A reactionary one that thinks he's a brilliant mind. Oh yeah. It's uh But really he's in the mafia. It's glorious. You talking about James Dolan? Who are we talking about? We're talking about Fertita, the mob boss. Yeah, there's somebody asked and I didn't add it to it. I didn't add the question, but somebody did ask the Twitter question to rank all of Tillman's restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been to any of them. You haven't been to any? You of haven't them? eaten Bubba Gump? Nope. Never been to Bubba Gump. Never been to Saltgrass. Never good. been to. Dude, Saltgrass is pretty good. It's good. Salt. So, number one. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's just, a, isn't it just kind of a generic steakhouse? Yeah. Which you throw, generic you, steakhouse. You throw peanuts on the floor? No, there's no peanuts on the floor there. This is a classy joint. Jay. If I don't if I don't have to walk over crunchy peanut shells, yeah. I don't really want to eat a steak from there. <laughs> if I can't throw the food on the floor acceptably. <laughs> so I go sometimes I'll go to the ranch and I just bring a bag of peanuts yeah. in my hand. And just crunch them up and yeah, just throw it, them on the floor like Hansel and Gretel on the way to my table. But isn't the only place where you can throw the peanuts on the floor Texas Roadhouse? No, there's Longhorn. I think you can do it too. Really, really any there. restaurant you can do it. It's just whether or not you know, you're able to stay is the. They'll let you. True. <laughs> Technically, they'll still want your business. Golden they don't Corral, like I bet it. you can get away with it. Oh, absolutely! Golden Corral is a, you can throw peanuts. You can throw really anything on the floor there. On their carpet. Golden, Golden Corral carpet. The Golden Corral business model now makes no sense moving forward. It's very sad because I'm a big GCB and G fan. I will tell you this, though. It doesn't matter. Like, so let me say this in a way that is not offensive. Um, How do I do that? I'm assuming the type of Walmart people that go to GCB and G (laughs) don't care. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is there's a high chance that people are just the people that used to go to Golden Corral all the time. Still going to Golden Corral all the time. You know, on Sunday, at least here in Oklahoma, like legs. they didn't they didn't pull back on their their you know they're not wearing a bunch of masks is what I'm trying to say. They're just hitting up Golden Corral every day for lunch. No day. time for masks. No, no, no. Do you got there's a lot of food to eat. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, it's time for uh, Tayshawn's game. It's not a game. And (laughs) the work title right now is Tayshawn's NBA Factoid fantasy mystery. Ooh, it's John's factoid bickery mystery. Bickery, bickery. That's the drop. That's the drop. That was the drop. Bickery, bickery. Factoid, what? I didn't hear it. Factoid, bickery, dickery. <laughs> factoid, bickery, no. dickery. Okay, so um, uh, this has been kind of a, a popular story, but it's still funny and weird. And there's some, uh, some details to this story of Jimmy Butler charging $20 per cup of coffee from his room. Um, because I guess it's really hard to find coffee 
in these hotels, which sounds absurd to me. That can't be right. But anyway, Jimmy Butler has a uh, like a French press and is doing all sorts of lattes and stuff. And every cup of coffee is $20 and it's cash. Now, Bam Adebayo wanted to be um, a co-owner and Jimmy Butler would not let him be a co-owner with him. I don't know why. It, it tells me more about, I don't know if this tells me more about Jimmy Butler or Bam, but this Absolutely is Jimmy. Jimmy's crazy. Yeah. Jimmy's insane. I mean, he's, I don't think he's sleeping because he's too busy <laughs> selling coffee. He's too hopped up on the beans. Dude, his, you know what they say? If you walk into a, if you work in a Starbucks, you absorb all the caffeine through your skin and that's Jimmy Butler's uh, room. Do they hotel really say room. that? Do they say that? Do they oh, really no, no, say no, that? That's real. It's a hundred percent real. You absorb, if you work in a coffee place, you're absorbing caffeine through your skin. And so you're absorbing about a cup or two of coffee over a, a shift. From the air. How about that? That's not weird. Cool. Um, Okay. So, guys, my thing is like Jimmy Butler's side hustle. What would be your side hustle right now? So, the job you have right now, and then you have to have a side hustle that's legitimate. In the in, is it in the bubble? Are we in the bubble? Are we in our normal life? You're in your life. You're in your life right now. And then also, who would you not allow to be a co-owner with you? Let's start with uh, Jay. So I thought long and hard about this one, Taylor. And uh, my side hustle would have to be something related to food. And I don't really have anybody I wouldn't do it with. Um, probably the L-Man, honestly. Uh, oh, oh. Not in a mean way. A good but, cook? No, I just don't know if you would, you know, get up on time. And, I'm the best uh, turn cook out of all of you. People eat throughout the day. Jay, would you have like some kind of breakfast uh, food truck or something? Man, I do love breakfast food. So here's the deal. Let me just tell you why I came to this conclusion. Is I bought myself a griddle early on this summer. Griddle, flat, stainless yeah. steel. Oh, yeah. Or not steel, but cast iron or whatever it is. And we make some incredible breakfast burritos. And you can do Ooh. pancakes on it. You can do really, there's endless options of food to make on this thing. And so it's made one of those things. I worked in the restaurant world for like 12 years uh, for more front of the house stuff. But it. I've always had this like love of the industry. And so I probably wouldn't get into the restaurant world at this exact moment. But if I did have a side hustle, I couldn't think of anything else that I'd rather do than that. I think, I think a food truck is where is working right now. Like that's kind of the best kind of restaurant you could have, right? Yeah. Low overhead mobile. Don't have to worry about mass or anything like um, Jay, I have a suggestion for you, actually, because part of this segment, too, is me actually giving advice. And so my advice oh, cool. to you That's is um, I think you should do a breakfast burrito food truck. Yeah. Side hustle business, because, I mean, would you guys go to a and it's called Brecky Boys? OK, I'll just give you my whole idea. Ten <laughs> percent. It's called Brecky Boys breakfast burritos. And you could do like different ones. You could do even egg roll burritos. Listen, we can get into it more after I can. uh, It sounds confusing. It is. I think either I think either a burrito is already an egg roll or an egg roll is a type of burrito. Yeah, I I think an egg roll is a type of burrito. No. Okay. so do you go to a freaking Chinese place and you're like, can I get your fried burrito? Your fried. uh, Yes. I bet if you you said that they'd know what you were talking about. They would think you're stupid, but they would get you an egg roll. Yeah. Tiny chimichanga. No. Ooh, hold up. That's we may have just uncovered 
I think we just did. some really big reality of the connection between Chinese food and burritos. A chimichanga is a burrito that's deep fried. Let's just be real. Let's just have that conversation. Well, that's all it is. That's literally what it is. And an egg roll is just different stuff. It's a chimichanga. But instead, it's got like a little bit of pork and cabbage. cabbage. Yeah. It's a, cab- yeah. it's a cabbage chimichanga. Yeah. I mean, this is a debate for another time. But uh, we, you know, this could go on 24, 48 hours. But um, Andrew, let's move on to you. Uh, I'm uh, going to start a cabbage chimichanga business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, this is something I've, I've had an idea for for a long time. Uh, my mother-in-law makes uh, cinnamon rolls that are just probably the best. Mm. Uh, and I so, think I've had them. Have I had them? I, I think, think you brought us some of those at some brought, point. Man, yes, we brought the Schlecks are good people, man. So good. Uh, and so I've always wanted to have have a cinnamon roll store shop. It's not a restaurant. You don't call a cinnamon place cinnamon roll place a restaurant, do you? Uh, you could call it a, a bakery. It could just be bakery. a very specific bakery. Yeah. Well, it could be. If you did cinnamon rolls that had like variations on it, kind of like Waffle Champion, you could have yeah. cinnamon roll... Cinnamon roll uh, winner. Cinnamon yeah, roll there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to call it Cinosaurus. Oh yeah, that's good. I want to mm. have like giant, like in the parking lot, giant dinosaurs, like okay. life size dinosaurs. So not only it's the, we're gonna have the life size dinosaurs that draw in like the families and kids, and be like, oh, we want to take pictures with these, and like all over Instagram, but then you go in, you eat the cinnamon roll, and it's like, this is the best cinnamon roll I've ever had in my whole life. And so we're just drawing them in. Cinosaurus. We name every cinnamon roll after a different dinosaur. Mm. This is Different variations of cinnamon rolls, too, yes. right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them have different toppings. For sure. You could do orange ones, orange rolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Some with caramel. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Pecans, I'm letting you know that I would frequent want. that place. Yeah. So Cinosaurus is my side hustle. And I would, I, I don't know, like probably just wouldn't let the, uh, the Thunder Losers, you know, come work with me like the, like the Singlers and the Pattersons and guys like that. <laughs> just, Any yeah. known loser not yeah. invited to Josh work. Josh Eustis, like you. Hey, yeah. hey, I would let Josh Eustis work with me. For in a some second, reason, man. we let Josh Eustis slide as a Thunder Loser. I don't know why. I do it Be- too. Because he's such a good dude. He's a good it's- dude. And because you guys were like so pro Josh Eustis for so many years. I know. I mean, okay. the whole Why? time it was like, we just need him to unlock his potential. I know. We never said that about Singler. We never said that no. <laughs> about Patterson yeah. or guys like that. For whatever reason, guys, they got, they got the slide. You know what I'm thinking, though, is that your guys' side hustles really just sound like full-time jobs. I mean, Hard eventually. to run a restaurant as a side hustle. No, no, no. Andrew, like both of their things could be, you know, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. I also it, wonder if Jimmy Butler is spending as much time yeah, making I coffee think, as he is playing basketball, probably. It's a great question. Probably. We don't know. I would, yeah, but I would, one is definitely, he's, I don't, I don't know. Here's mine. Mine are things that I could do in addition to my normal job. Um, I have two. One is just be a Twitch streamer. Mm. Have people pay money to watch you play video games. I like to play video games. Like mm-hmm. all last weekend, you could have seen me screaming and cursing at an Italian plumber. Ooh. And his very uh different his name is Mario. 
And um, that's what I was doing all last weekend. And then my second side hustle, which I cannot do, which will make, but I've already th- always thought if I could, I would be good at it. I would excel at it and it would flow naturally from my job. Um, I am a divorce attorney mm. and my side hustle is matchmaker. Uh, you profiles <laughs> on all your clients. Matchmaker. At the end, okay. at the end, I guide someone through a divorce process, and I say, "Hey, I have the perfect person for you." You go in the bathroom, change clothes real quick. <laughs> it's never me. That is Taylor. Oh, it's not you. No, I'm matchmaking. I'm matching <laughs> clients with other clients. No, 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 no. I'm saying you divorce them. Oh, you run to the bathroom, change clothes to your side hustle clothes. But the but the, the the dress is the same for the both. That's why it's a perfect side hustle. It's the suit. It's I'm not- wearing a suit at work, and then I'm the side hustle in a suit. Listen, man. This is yeah, but I feel like matchmaker needs like something pink, maybe a little bit like uh, sequins and stuff. Maybe some hearts on the jacket. I'll just put yeah. on sunglasses. Yeah, that's it. That's what all you need. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect it, uh, way to destroy your practice. <laughs> but no, you that's want your practice to die. Hey, this is also the guy that tries to set me up I afterwards. I could not do it for ethical reasons, and I would not, but I would be good at it. Listen, guys, one of the... Hey, Luke, um, you know you're live on like the internet, right? That's why I started it, so I couldn't do it. No, I'm saying in the sense of like you're shirtless running around in the dark in your house. Your under nuggets are showing. I'll give the people what they want. Listen, Jay, we need to leave Luke alone. This is a really good idea because one of the problems with divorce attorney business is you don't have a lot of returning clients. Maybe you do. But what Luke is doing is increasing his chances of returning clients because if if you divorce them, set them up. Now, this can be up to Luke if he actually wants to set them up legitimately or manipulate to have more divorces. Wow. Didn't even think about that. Taylor. Yeah. Guess who I'm not? I guess who I'm keeping out of my side hustle, Andrew J. Guess who I'm bringing into my side hustle, the T Dick. Hey, yeah, can I'm, I just I'm say for, for today's podcast, the live stream here is that Hoops Talk sixty nine. I just want you to know that you are winning the comments uh, in in every single way. Number one is he just said that Andrew is dressed like the Hamburglar today. Yeah. And I got a good chuckle out of that one. And uh, there's a few other ones. So if you are in there, you can always post and we will uh, try to read them as we get there. That's true. I think it's time for some. All right, first Twitter questions from at Ben Elephant King. He asked this, does growing noise about trades with certain teams mean they're more or less likely to happen? Still hearing rumors of CP3 to the Knicks. Makes total sense, but feels like Presti doesn't go for the obvious. He certainly doesn't broadcast it. The more I hear, the less I start to believe. Is there any validity to that? Like it, when their smoke is their fire kind of thing. Is that? I, I agree with Ben Elephant King. Once someone has brought up Pressy never does the things people have talked about. Once it's been brought up, it's like, you know, the, the thing like, oh, it's probably going to be this. That's not what he's doing. He's, he's, he's always zigging when people are zagging. So what's the most recent trade that you remember that was leaked before or, or even interest that was leaked before Sam made it? Can Mello. you remember one? Mello. Yeah. Mello has talked about way in advance. Yeah, I talked about it like two years before it happened. Right. 
But the week leading up to it, it was like, I mean, Bill Simmons literally said on his podcast, the Thunder and Carmelo Anthony are circling one another. Yeah, circling one another. But so, the Paul George trade, both getting him and sending him out, you had no idea until it broke. Right. And also, like, another reason, I mean, the Paul George trade for the Thunder didn't make sense originally. Like, if you would have proposed that trade on the internet, everybody would have said, you're an idiot. Like, there's no way the Pacers would do that. And so, like, some of it is that Pressy does these trades that, and we did, I mean, we discussed a Dennis Schroeder for Carmelo Anthony trade. Like, we discussed that on the podcast. But, like, it's, the a part of it is, like, he's such a good negotiator that, I mean, like, some, like the Cameron Payne trade. Like, I don't think that you could have put that out there and said, like, this is a, a trade that could happen. Everybody would be like, yeah, right. you're, that's we're going to trade players that don't play for two guys that are going to be role players immediately. Exactly. So some of it is that just like Presti does better than what like the conventional NBA trade machine person does. And so that's a part of it. I mean, even the Paul George trade to the Clippers, I think if you were to say, like, let's put Paul George on the table to the Clippers, what's it going to be? There's just no way I would have said that much. Every draft pick and two players that can play immediately. Yeah. I just don't think that you would. I just, yeah. So to me, some of, some of it is that. Is that yeah. He's able to negotiate and leverage more than, than what we think. But I, I think, mean, And I think the hard thing, just kind of speaking to Jesse's question a little bit, is there's two sides to the conversation. Um, just because it doesn't leak from Sam and the Oklahoma City Thunder, like there's a lot of organizations that are very leaky and in the Knicks, I'm assuming, are one of them. But the other thing is they're also constantly manipulating. Uh, they're constantly manipulating the media in order to try to get a higher position in the bargaining. Yeah. So I think I think in that, you know, saying that the Carmelo trade leaked, I think that. I'd say that would probably come from Carmelo's team because he had he had to be involved in the trade because he had because he could he had to approve of whatever it was, and I think that getting out was from his from his side. It definitely wasn't from the Thunder side. I mean, the Thunder won't tell anybody anything, you know. Yeah. Yep. And so they, yeah, and if they do, you're not telling anybody, <laughs> so, right? Because they'll never be, you know. It just won't. It, yeah, the Thunder aren't gonna have aren't gonna leak trades or potential trades. I mean, that's that's a certainly a known thing. But just because you hear it doesn't doesn't mean that it's not couldn't happen. I guess. Uh, it's probably not gonna. Next Twitter question from at Ben underscore Alpers. If the next season doesn't start until January of 2021. Is it likely to be shortened, or is the NBA essentially rotating its calendar to fall later in the year? Like at some point in 2022, 23, that it'll return to normal. But I expect the NBA to get back to their regular schedule by then. Am I wrong in anticipating that? Do you have any feelers on what this is going to look like, Andrew? Yeah, I would assume that they will rotate the calendar. I think Permanently or just temporarily? Yeah, permanently. So season won't start till basically Christmas from here on out, which is they've been talking about that before this even took place. Yeah, I mean, it, I so mean, it'll go Christmas could, to July fourth or something like that, and then yeah, off season will start mid July. I mean, you can the the NBA has been ducking the NFL during the playoffs, <laughs> right? Know, like, 
<laughs> Why wouldn't you want to duck the NFL just period, right? It's still the most popular league. You know, it's still the the driving force of everything. Like it's the NFL is still that. And so if you could completely duck that and then only compete yep. with baseball, sweet. I think that right. you have to think that way. Yeah. And so they're kind of using the shutdown, you know, something that was forced on them, uncontrollable, to reset the way that they're doing things, which is a uh, pretty brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm excited about the fact that there will be year-long sports that I enjoy. Like we will have less and less of that kind of sports desert mm-hmm. um, late in the summer. You know, where we're like, oh, the Olympics are here. They're great. I can't wait to watch them. Right. July. I'm tired August, of that September. charade. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This one's from at Panicked Waddle. Do you think Gallo will just sign with another team or do you think he'll do a sign and trade to get on a contender with no cap space? Taylor, what's your best guess? What are they uh, going to do with Gallo? Is Gallo going to sign somewhere just outright? Or is mm. he going to do at work for a sign and trade with the Thunder? Oh, man. Well, my ear's to the ground, and let me tell you what I've been hearing. <laughs> what's your guess? Dude, they're doing a sign and trade, man. And we're getting back. Oh, man, are we getting back some some terrible players with big contracts. But we're going to get a pick. So here's Ooh. my thing with, with Gallo. Gallo's making... Um, I mean, what do you? What is his next contract going to be? Twenty, twenty for probably, three years. What is it? Right. I mean, it'll probably be it's around what it's at right, right now. Maybe a little bit less. Yeah, and it's really hard to gauge because the finances of the league could look very different. Uh, so it's hard to know what that's going to look like. But that's true. But if you're going to pay him in the same like he'll he'll get paid in the same contract level that he has right now, I think. So I guess the question is: is if you were going to to your last contract. Would you want to go for a guy like Gallo? Do you want to go play for money, or are you going to go try to be on a team that's going to get you somewhere? And and that's the whole. I don't know if you can. Not if you can't. Nobody that is going to be competing can give you twenty million dollars as a free agent. That would have to be a sign and trade. Yeah, this is why a sign and trade is likely. I think. And yeah. what do you what do you get in return for a sign and trade for Gallo? Terrible players with big contracts and a pick. Like a second? Like you're not going to get a first for Gallo and a sign of trade where they're kind of both mutually wanting to do this, right? You can't do it without both sides saying yes. So, I mean, I, I would get a, you'd get a, I think you'd get a first. Late first? It just depends on what, who the team is, you know? I mean, you can request a future pick and you're not I mean if you request a pick in 2023 like you don't know if it's early or late you don't have any idea you know Andrew it's Andrew future pick select that's your that's why that's why you kick the can down the road man I mean if you can request the 2020 you can request a pick this year or request like whoever they drafted this year but then you know who it is you're locked in you can lock this is one to a late first round pick yes but or you kick the can down the road to 2024 and you have no and protect it to top 15 and then see what you get. It could be anything. And it's hard because I think this is why I would be a terrible GM is I have zero patience. And so what happens is for me is I'm like, yeah, give me, give me 15 draft picks in this one. I'll take them right now. You know, it's like, no, you don't actually want that. Like future picks have more value than picks probably in this draft if they're no in doubt. the twenties. Yeah, no doubt. Cause so the unknown your job as a GM is to keep your job as long as you can. 
right. That's how this. That's how this is, man. You need to set up to have like, you need like six, you know, two first round picks six years in a row, and then start building. And then after you've already done it one time, and now look, this five year project has turned into a twenty five year career for you. Congratulations. So let me ask this question, and this is from uh, at underscore CL12 underscore uh, in kind of piggybacking on the Gallo question. What would be a like normal expected haul for a Dennis Schroeder move this offseason? Or even by the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he's he's been worth a first. The way that he's competed on both ends, the way that he, I mean, he's a part of the, one of the best lineups in the NBA the best lineup in the NBA in the regular season. So, and he was willing to accept a role. Like he was a good teammate. He's got all that. He's a runner up for six man of the year. He's got all, he's, he's kind of formed a resume with the thunder. And so to me, like that's worth a first round pick. And some people may disagree with that, but his contract isn't long. He's got, I don't know. To me, I don't know if you want him to be like your primary point guard but if you've got other distributors on your team and i think that he's proven that he can fit in and so uh to me that's i really like that lakers like somebody posted it but him him landing on the lakers would be really good for both sides he'd be great i mean there's there's space for him to move around you've got multiple distributors on the floor you've got like i mean anthony davis setting a pick and then can either roll to the basket or pop out you have lebron i mean it's just yeah. <laughs> it's a baby. There's a baby on the pod. It's a baby. But Hey, yeah. so let me ask this question. Would you – I know the money is not directly – it wouldn't work like straight up. And not, I know there's lots of layers to why the Thunder don't want this. But would you rather have Patrick Beverly or Dennis Schroeder on the Clippers? I'd rather have Schroeder. He's a, just a better right. player. Beverly's, I'm just trying to think of the amount of teams that would would immediately improve with with Schroeder on their team. Yeah, I mean, I think they would. Yeah, I mean, Beverly's he's a nice player, and he's he's a. I mean, Schroeder was a good defender this year too. I think people his reputation from past years has still sticks with him a little bit, but I don't, I don't think he's that far off from Beverly the way that he defended this year. Which may, I mean, some, a lot of people think it's crazy, but I don't think I don't think there's a team that you'd put them on that he would not improve. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah, I think I'm just saying, like Schroeder could go to the Clippers and start immediately. Like, wouldn't he be the starting point guard at that point? Yeah, he would. And in maybe in L.A. is what the L.A. the Clippers. The, even in the other in the Lakers, I think he could potentially do that too. They use a lot of funky lineups, but. That's just out of necessity. They just don't have very many good players. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They play Markeith Morris. Yeah, they're a little Morris. top heavy. They play Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris hasn't been good in like He found out though last night, so he's got that going for him. He's terrible, man. He was he was so bad for them. I don't he played 17 minutes last night. Yeah, I don't He hasn't been good in 4 sense. years. <laughs> yeah. He did have a pretty good series against the Rockets, though, which is hilarious. He had one like the best game. he's yeah. ever looked. Yeah, he had one good game where just his shots were falling. No, he was pretty good in the series, though. He really was, I promise. He had he had multiple games, and that's just the Rockets. Listen, 
don't devalue how good the Rockets can make terrible players on opposing teams. Okay, Taylor, I'll go back and look at the film and let you know how I thought Marquise. Please played. go back and oh, look at this, this so week we can now. actually discuss deep this. dive in the Marquise Morris series against the Rockets coming at you for next five pod. Next Twitter questions from at Thunder underscore Dad. Is Chris Paul, this is Taylor's burner account, by the way, is Chris Paul to the Bulls something you can see happening? I don't think so. I think that they got along Billy and Chris, but I don't know why everyone keeps thinking that they're like, (laughs) they're like Dwayne Wade, LeBron and Chris Bosh making plans behind the scenes to like hook up in a different city. (laughs) Like, I don't think, I don't think that's really happening. And like, what's, does yeah. Chris Paul? I mean, he'll make the Bulls better. Of course, he will. But why? What? What is that? What is Chris Paul on the Bulls? What is that? I mean, the hard, this, the hard part is Chris. This. The Chris doesn't get. Chris has a giant contract, and that limits. I mean, that just limits what he can do. Um, like he can have influence, hopefully, and the Thunder are going to work with him as much as they can. He's going to go where there's contracts and a willingness to receive him. Like, I know he'd love to go play for the Clippers or the Lakers. That's not happening. Like, Dude, maybe the Bucks. Imagine? The Bucks are the best shot that he would have to immediately be on a contender. Yeah. And if I was him and I was his representatives, like, I would be working every day to try to make something like that happen. I don't know where else he can land that can give away enough contracts that don't immediately floor the team that you had because Bledsoe, Ilyasova, Robin Lopez, well, the even Bucks. Dante DiVincenzo, like whatever that looks like for the Bucks, Like, and I know there's rumors that they don't have any interest, which could also be one of those things that they're just throwing out there to try to drive the conversation. But like, that's the only team I think that he's going to immediately go and be a contender. You go to Chicago, you go to New York, like you'll probably make the playoffs, but you're going to be the seventh seed, the sixth seed, the eighth seed. And, and if he wants to be, I mean, if he just wants to be relevant, then sure, that's fine. But that's it doesn't feel like that's what Chris Paul wants. But he doesn't always get what he wants when his contract is this giant. Uh, and because the Thunder have the high ground in that. So what about the Heat, though? What if what if Giannis signs the extension and the Heat trade for him? I mean, you'd have to figure out what. So at that point, you just have a whole bunch of big contract. Like Iguodala is going to come back to you. Probably Olenek. They've got a ton of money coming off the books. A ton. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it kind of works against that. I wonder if the Heat heat going to the final. Huh? Who does the Heat trade? Who do they trade? I mean, like Dragic is a free agent. Solomon Hill is a free agent. Myers Leonard is a free agent. Jay Crowder is a free agent. I mean, that right there is a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but then also. Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul, it sounds like those are two big personalities that you don't necessarily know fit together that well. Why did the Bucks do that, though? Why would the Bucks do it to just get money so they can get it off their books the next year? I mean, you need a real you need a real asset back, not a books asset. If you're trading Giannis, if Giannis is forcing a trade, I understand you want to trade him. I'm talking about Chris Paul to the heat. <laughs> I was like so confused. I was like, what? Why? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about Chris Paul. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that for Tayshon's fig, uh, fact word, figury dickery. So oh, here's got, the thing. Baby on the brain over there, Taylor. <laughs> so, 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 Andrew, I want to, I want to just ask kind of how this works. Um, so the the Heat will only have eighty two million dollars in guaranteed contracts for next season. Yeah. Um, what do you? How, how would they add? So you sign those guys and then trade them. So it's sign and trade basically for Chris Paul. You'd have to trade contract like you. Andre Iguodala have to be a part of the trade. Um, you just we don't know where the cap of the tax is going to be at, which is like ultimately going to determine everything. But if it's at like a hundred million, right? Then they have you can trade on basically Andre Iguodala for Chris Paul. And then you say, then the Thunder say, just give us these picks unprotected. And then you can, that's how you do it. Yeah, because the Heat won't have to make money back. Like they don't have to take exact money because there'll be enough under the salary cap. Under the cap, then you can can use that as a vehicle to make a trade. Yeah, if you think that if you think that Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul could coexist, I think that makes a ton of sense. They're cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways because, like, the guys that Chris Paul hasn't gotten along with, like Blake Griffin, tons of off the court interest, like not like totally psychopath focused on the court. James Harden, holy crap, who could have guessed that they wouldn't get along? Like James Harden. Like has half interest on the court, you know. Jimmy and, and Jimmy Butler want has uh, Jimmy Butler has off the court stuff though. He but runs like, his own coffee business. He yeah, that's true. Right, he's not quite the socialite. He's not quite the socialite. And he was and he was in the movie Office Christmas Party. He is he Jimmy was. Butler is definitely a socialite, but he's also when the NBA is going like a psychopath focused on winning only. Yeah, that they are cut. You're right. I think they're cut from the same cloth. I mean, Chris, oh, I like Chris the cut of their jibs. These, Chris is on all these commercials. Like Chris has outside interest too. That's not that's He's not the difference jib. between. That's not necessarily the difference. Maybe that was the wrong way to describe Blake. But like, Blake, no, you're right. It's a different feel, man. It does not feel like basketball is the central priority for them when they're playing yeah. for Blake or Harden. And for Chris Paul, it's all he wants to do. And for Jimmy Butler, it's clearly all he wants to do as well. So that, I, I think you you don't have to back. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, if you go into next season and you're the Heat and you have Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and then you fill in the gaps with like minimum signings of veterans that are good. Yeah, because they want to go play in Miami. Yeah, you go win. You can you can win the title with that team. I mean, they could win the title with this team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler getting along really well, actually. Now that I'm really thinking about it and Chris Paul with Bam and Chris Paul with yeah. all these shooters around him. And they have like, it's not like the, th- I mean, they have a lot of guys that could give Chris Paul a break and they could still be good if Chris Paul gets injured too. Yeah, for sure. So you're not like just depending on, on Paul. Yeah, It's like Chris Paul. I mean, look what they're doing with Goran Dragic. I know I'm telling you. Yeah. I that's a great be- man. That would be, and to me, it all Wild. but it but it all hinges on does Giannis sign the extension? If Giannis signs the extension, then like there are lots of teams that are become open to trading for Chris. You know, I think the Mavericks open up. I think the Heat open up. But if they don't, I think both those teams are willing to say no. We're going to sit this out because we want a shot at signing Giannis. Like we want yeah. to be able to do that. 
And so to, a lot of the league is just sitting back and waiting. And so right now the Thunder do have options for Chris, but they open up quite a bit more. because he'd still It's funny is there are a bunch of teams that should definitely not wait. Like, hey, Knicks, just go ahead and fill your contracts up, man, because he's not going there. Yeah. I mean, How many times have the Knicks tried to keep their books open for a player that's never going to go play there? Yeah. And it's a new regime. Some Same thing with Dallas, know. too. Like, I get it. Dallas is more appealing maybe today than they ever have been. But how many free agents did they try to save their time for and it just didn't happen, you know? Yeah. Without now, I'd go play with Luke in a second, like if I was Giannis, but, yeah, you know. <clears throat> All right, let's finish with a few fun Twitter questions. First one, what – this is from at Showtime is back. What's everyone's favorite super hero round the horn here andrew favorite superhero go um batman all right batman batman luke who's your favorite superhero mine's really tough because i get really uh, i like really obscure ones um but uh you know because it's probably gonna be an x-man i really like uh suck i really like cyclops all right, man. And I also, but the obscure ones I really like, there's a guy named Starman that I really, really, really Star like. Starman, yeah. His comic book was very good. And I also like the Iron Fist. I grew up a huge Wolverine fan, and so probably I'd still stick with Wolverine. Taylor, you got a favorite superhero? Yeah, Super Baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. This is from at the Frozen Oki. Now that everyone has air fryers, does that end the best way to reheat leftover pizza debate? I don't have an air fryer. Tell uh, how me much? It. How much is it? Remind me how much the air fryer costs. Like fifty bucks. Cheaper than a laptop. Well, but how much are we, talking? are we talking? Eighty dollars? We talking yeah. three hundred dollars? No, about eighty bucks you or can so. Get one for like, like 50 the bro- like the bravura. I, I, I see commercials for that all the time. I'll be real with you. I've never actually. So do you have pizza one in an air fryer? Do you have one though? I do. It's incredible. We use and it for everything, but one? I have not yeah. used it to air fry pizza. Yeah, they're great. I mean, you I, use it for anything. But why? I mean, what's different from that than uh, like why would you reheat pizza in an air fryer and not a uh, toaster oven? It's similar. Similar effect. Similar thing, yeah. But like, you can make like better tots in an air fryer, huh? Oh, Absolutely, way better. Oh, hundred percent better. Is, to- is tots the deal breaker? Pizza rolls. It seems well, like can... a lot of people make salmon. In the salmon? Yeah, you can cook salmon. meat in it. You can cook. So we do chicken wings in it. Yep. So Ooh. you can do chicken wings. Well, well, chicky wings. Yeah. We do. We'll do. Uh, like I do boneless wings, basically. Like you take like chicken tenders mm-hmm. and you throw them in there and you just. You got to shake it. Here's the key, though. You got to get it out and you shake it every once in a while. Just get that stuff yeah. moving around. It's, I mean, it's like restaurant quality fried. Really? As far as the really? Mm-hmm. For real. And half the time and, and less mess than the oven or, you know, whatever else. And a quarter of the calories. I mean, it does have less calories than dipping in oil, for sure. Yeah. Or grease. It tastes good. Oh. Tastes good. It's very good. All right, last question. This is from at Rob Spencer O2. He Brother asked Rob Spence. He asked this question. Brother Favorite Rob. brand of peanut butter? Are you a crunchman or a smooth sailor? What do you put your peanut butter on that others don't? He likes his in smoothies and in oatmeal. And of course, pancakes and waffles. I'm All right, crunch. so 
There's a lot of questions here. So we got some crunch. Luke's a crunch man. Crunchy Peter Peter Pan. Oh, crunchy Peter Pan. That's good. And you know what it goes best on? A celery. A spoon directly into the mouth. Wow. Well, that's good. Andrew, are you a crunchman or a, a what do you call it, a smooth sailor? Uh I mean, I I could it just depends on the day, honestly. I knew that was going to be his answer. Do you oh, buy those? Man. So you buy those? Non-committal, man. Come I mostly on, buy. I mean, He's an old guy. I mean, I've got kids, so I'm, we mostly just buy smooth sailing peanut butter, right? Like, yeah, this guy sailor. is a smooth sailor. So, <laughs> I mean, so we're mostly by, and the brand doesn't matter too much. But I'm, I'm definitely waffles, pancakes, with my peanut butter every time. It's unbelievable how good those are. Peanut butter on waffles and pancakes. If you're not doing it, go today. Get some waffles. Get some pancakes. Put some peanut butter on it. Change your life right now. It's true. Change your life. I would do crunchy or smooth, too. I, I don't have any preference. I love peanut butter. Okay, let's just yeah. go to a PB&J. If you're just whipping up a PB&J. Crunchy. Yeah, yeah if I could crunchy. make my own the PB&J, then yeah, I would do crunchy. Yeah, the texture is, is the game changer. You know what we do is we get – so we're trying to like kind of – eat a little bit better pay attention to what we're eating and so we'll put peanut butter on rice cakes and there's like caramel rice cakes and chocolate ones and and that's a really good not super bad for you uh kind of sweet thing if you're looking for that so yeah Guys, i think i just discovered i have a robert de niro face <laughs> you're gonna beat me hey everyone cover up my face but look at taylor taylor kind of move your mouth a little bit you're gonna beat me You'll meet the parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The yeah, classic line from Meet the Parents. You're going to meet me. You're going to milk me. The parents. You're going to milk me. He's doing, Can the, you milk me? He's doing an impression from SNL, doing an impression of <laughs> Meet the Parents of Robert De Niro. That's what's happening. I'm not yeah. sure any of it was good. You're gonna, <laughs> it was good. I, you're going to beat me. But you're not even making the Robert De Niro face, man. I know. Taylor does the face. Oh, okay. I do the face. He does he, the voice. This is, this is how this comedic duo works. This is a great podcast. You're going to beat you're gonna this is a great me. time. This is a great I'm, time to say I'm, thank you for listening. Make sure you check I'm out beat the Joker. theathletic.com backslash down the dunk. One dollar a month for the athletic subscription. You want to do this? Check it out. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Oh, by the way, I haven't gotten any updated iTunes reviews, so that's why I'm not reading them today. So make sure you leave that Apple iTunes review. We're, we're switching platforms, and so I think that has something to do with it. So. Uh, they're all kind of older ones. So let me, let me just, let me just pull one up. Let me just see what we got here. Okay. So this is from it in Dura. This pot is so fun. Can we have a Mikey Barra, Deborah Buckets, Andrew Schleck special? That would be epic. Uh, frozen grapes is the title of this one. Home with Leah is the, the name of the person. She says, dear Deborah Buckets. I've never actually listened to the podcast, but my husband loves it and takes lots of your advice. So thanks for introducing us to Del Taco, Cracklin' Oat Brand, and Frozen Grapes. This week, we're all fighting over frozen grapes. Dang. That is like the trifecta of recommendations. Yeah. Listen, uh, we can't, you can't give Alex credit for talking about Del Taco. We've been talking about Del Taco for years, man. Did I At least one year. Yeah, when yeah. I went, did I get the wrong thing? What did he, what did he get? You did it wrong. We'll talk it's, about this off the pod. Thanks for listening. I got... I got the taco.